What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? It is motherfucking Wednesday. I am the Dilf your baby mama like to sip wine with on Sundays, Mr. GQ. And of course, I'm the best DJ on the planet, DJ Micah B. You have your dream is still a motivation in you and inspire the world to do what you can. If you love it, then fuck it, get through it. Oh, we back in that thing, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, of course, I'm probably only the best DJ in Baytown and one of the best in Houston area, but whatever. Man, fuck what you heard. Best <laughs> motherfucking DJ out there. Hey, man, I know how to read a crowd. That's it. Hey, that's all you got to be able to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, how was the weekend? You know what? Now I think about it, I cannot recall what the hell I did. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, the weekend was great. Um, Friday, I just I went to the dirty daiquiri, got a daiquiri, and chilled at home. Mm. Uh, Saturday, uh, my family had a party for my cousin. She came home from uh from the navy. It was a party for her and my aunt. It was both of their birthdays, so we had a nice uh a nice family party, and we watched the uh the fight, which we obviously didn't write down to talk about. But it's we, okay. There ain't much to talk about. There's not much to talk about. Uh, there was a, there was a guy who beat up another guy. Yeah, my, wasn't even close. A lot of people tuned into that fight because they thought it was the other <laughs> Davis. <laughs> I mean, right. the other uh, uh what there, you call it? May or may not have been some potential false advertising. Yeah. Right? Um, but I mean, we but, can... at, but at the same time, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it because we wouldn't even know if he was going to make it to the fight based yeah. on the allegations and yep. some other shit. Speaking of allegations, of course, we saw the. The whole thing with Dana White that happened as well. Yep. So there was a lot of so weekend full of controversy. I, on the other hand, did not have a controversial weekend. I was at training for for work. That's pretty controversial. Um, I had to um. Well, now I run the physical fitness for the for the group, and needless to say, it was fun. How many people did you make throw up? Four. Oh, did you put them on a Spartan? I put them on a variation of it. Okay. Okay. But it was the same concept. Yeah, of course. But slightly, but different movements because of, I was trying to keep it tailored towards a certain thing. Right. Um, I told him it was Sunday fun day, mostly fun day for me, but you know maybe for you too. Asshole. <laughs> but I did tell him the day prior, and I had been to him. I said, "Listen, y'all need to hydrate, and I, I need y'all to bring me two very important things: water and energy. And if you don't bring me energy, it's only gonna get worse for you, not for me." Wow. Needless to say, they brought the energy, and I was with it. Cause you know how I get down. You've been around me long enough. I do. So if I ask I do. you, if I ask you to sound off and give me this little, you know, give me, give me what I want, that energy, I expect to get it. Well, and I got it. So the weekend was good. I mean, I had to work late Sunday. That was kind of trash. I had to work till like eight o'clock, but it is what it is. Yeah, that, that don't sound like a bad thing to most people, but. No, knowing what I do for a living, that absolutely sucks. <laughs> it means that I, it means that I haven't. It means that I haven't had a day off yet. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah, for the most part, I don't have a day off until past till till Monday now, which obviously I'm not working on Monday. I'm not working on Monday either. I'm off. You better be. I mean, I I, I requested it. I had to request it off. The fuck for? It's a federal holiday. Yeah, we are not a. F- Federal institution. Okay. 
we're privately owned. We're, we're not even like uh, you can't even buy stocks in Palmer. Like we're just we're privately owned, like one hundred percent owned. Boom. Yeah. All right. It was it, it's it's a generation thing, passed down, passed down, passed down until one of them decide, hey, you know what? Let's give out shares. But I don't think either one of them, they make too much money. Mm. And I make crumbs, not even pennies. Damn, not. <laughs> oh man, so let us conclude the season-long bottle bet as week 18 has concluded and the way it shaped out. Very simply put, comeback season for the ages. All right, so the grand total came out with DJ Micah B finishing the season with 161, 95, and 3. Obviously, you guys, if you didn't catch last week, we declared the game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills a tie because there was no other way to do it, even though they essentially – We'll say canceled the game. Well, no I'm, contest at the game, but I mean, basically, that's a it's, it's a tie. Kind of the same thing, yeah, because right? nobody gets a win and nobody gets a loss. No, it just made it really easy for um, San Francisco. I mean, for uh, Kansas City. To I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested where that neutral game is going to take place. By the way, I like what you did there. Hopefully, it's Houston. Um, so I finished it with one sixty four ninety two and three, which means that I have won the season long bottle bet, which also means that I got my payback from losing when I lost. For the MLB, for the World Series, when we had our first bottle bet, which now makes us one and one for our season-long bottle bet competitions. So, like I said, I already have a brand new bottle of TX whiskey in there, but I would love another. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll or, get it. or you could just bring me a bottle of that, or that BSB. I'm well, whichever one I find. I, I know I, I can walk in the specs and find. Uh, to, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find you the, the hundred-dollar bottle of BSB. Mm. I'm gonna find you the hundred-dollar bottle of BSB. I'm yeah. with it. I'm if even if I got to order it from Total Wine, I'm gonna find it. All right, and we'll share. We'll we'll share. We'll share the first two shots together, of course. Shit, I'm the the, the hell the bottle of Hennessy stayed here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> it didn't have to, but it did. Um. So there's that. Um. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about um, NFL stuff here shortly. Um. Let's get into. Let's talk about this college football funeral that happened uh, this past Monday. I can't call it a game. Eh, it was not a game. It was not a game. It was a funeral because. Um, TCU left all of their emotional energy on the floor when they played Michigan and forgot to show up and play Georgia. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of when the Heat beat the Celtics and they celebrate like they won a championship and then they got their ass beating the championship against the Mavs. That's exactly yeah. what it was. You cannot, bruh, you can't celebrate early because it's emotionally draining when you do that and now you feel yes. like you accomplished something but you didn't you didn't accomplish the ultimate goal i mean hats off to tcu they got to the the, the college football final i mean they, they got to represent the big 12 yeah i mean yeah that's only like the second time the big 12's gotten into the college football playoff because oklahoma got in too but guess what they lost to georgia too yeah um but this goes to show that you are very very much embedded into football, period. Because while I am very invested into the NFL, not so much in college, unless I'm watching, unless I'm watching Ohio State, not really so much in college. Yeah, um, yeah. But you specifically said all year long, Georgia is being disrespected as the national champions. And not only did they win it, they went undefeated. They went undefeated and capped off back to back. College, the first back-to-back -back college football playoff champions. 
Yes. And they're the first back-to-back champions since Alabama. Yes. And so I think Alabama, that was back in like... 11 and 12, yeah, something 10, like that. Yeah, 10, 11, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. So, and I'm glad you brought that up because here's not, not the first part, the actual yeah. the Georgia winning part. Because the greatest thing I got to watch was not the actual national championship game. It was the fact that Nick Saban was on commentary for this game. Yeah! And one of the guys he was with said something and Nick Saban's face went viral because he was talking about I, I forget his name he's the his, he's the, the brown the brown skinned gentleman with the black hair but anyway um so he said you know and he was talking to Nick Saban he's like you know now that now that Georgia has officially taken over college football and Nick Saban's face just looked like this motherfucker did not just say that shit and me and one of my me and one of my fear teammates was talking about it on IG and I was like do you know what that face was that was the face of Nick Saban saying, we're going to go put up 50 on everybody next year. He could say that. I but... mean, I'm just saying, like, it was, I just enjoyed it. And Nick Saban's going to take that clip and he's going to play that bitch all season long next year. This is what they said about us. Like, you know how coaches get down. So, yeah, it was kind of like a uh, redemption season with, 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 the, with the Patriots when the Patriots, oh, we cheated? Watch this. <laughs> Come out swinging. Anyway, here's something important to take away from this game. Stetson Bennett is that guy. Stetson Bennett played his ass off. Stetson Bennett did something that hadn't been done, which is funny because it hadn't been that long since Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow accounted for five or more touchdowns in a national championship game as well. But here's something else. Stetson Bennett was one, one rushing touchdown away from tying something that has still not been touched yet. Rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a national championship game. I give you one guess and I guarantee you know who it is. You know it. We talk about it. It's one of the greatest Vince national Young. champ. Thank you. I was this close to saying Cam Newton for a minute. I was. No. But then I remember you just said national championship and not college. So, yeah. Three. Well, Magic number is well, three. Well, 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 we, we, we remember Bennett, that. We remember that Stetson run in. Stetson Bennett almost tied it, which not ever saying that, you know, Stetson Bennett is better, is better than college. College Stetson Bennett is never going to be better than college Vince Young. But never. The point is. Yeah. That's still that's still a that's still something dope. that has stood the, a a long period of time. But here's what I like about Stetson Bennett. People, I've been reading the tea leaves because I just wanted to hear what people. Are, and there's still a lot of people that say that Stetson Bennett is probably played his best football. Like they don't think he's gonna pan out in the NFL. All the subtitles. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? I say if you, here's where I'm gonna use my little bit of knowledge on college football. I don't have a lot, but I got a little bit. Here's the thing about Stetson Bennett. Do you know how this man is motivated? His offensive coordinator and his coach, excuse me, essentially put pressure on him when he doesn't do things the right type of way. So he's a processor. He's already graduated. Here it is. He has a degree in like um like engineering or something. So him and his offensive that coordinator. Nigga set. <laughs> so him and his offensive coordinator, when they sat down and looked at plays and stuff, literally break it down step by step, methodically, like the way it should be broken down. Ladies and gentlemen. A quarterback that can process information like that and that enjoys the criticism and flourishes is an NFL quarterback. Given the right situation, am I saying he's a starter next year? No. No, but, but what there's, I'm no, there's nothing is, wrong with coming off the bench either. But what I'm telling you is if he's drafted to the right organization, you will see something in a few years that you for, kind of forgot about. So I made a quick a quick short list 
because I was kind of on the fly with it, but I was thinking about this in my, my long car ride today. And here's the teams that came to mind for to look at for Stetson Bennett. The Indianapolis Colts, one of the first teams that came to mind. Just a team that's kind of building, but you kind of need somebody to kind of sit in the shadows. Yeah, right, right. But the issue with the Colts is he would fuck around and start for the Colts because the Colts quarterback situation is boo-boo. Um, I actually like the idea of him in Detroit because Jared Goff's going to be there. He's a great bridge quarterback. I also think he fits the bill for a Seattle Seahawks quarterback. He's the Pete Carroll type of quarterback. I think mm-hmm. he fits the New England Patriots very well, but we don't really – I don't know. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Mac there's Jones a, and them well, a little bit. There's a whole conversation about yeah. the future of the NFL and some others. We'll talk about that later. Um, and uh, there was one other team, um, Carolina. Carolina, another team that came to mind. If he, if, he, if, he go, if he comes into Leeds, Carolina, he's most likely going to – yeah, start. But those were like the teams that kind of came to mind. But I also think the, he's going to be a fourth-round pick. That's what I'm projecting right now. I don't see a problem with that. And I could be wrong. He could go earlier, but... I mean, so, some somebody might watch him and be like, oh, that's could, our guy. Like, like I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Houston reached for him. I think Houston... But I don't think they should. I, don't, I, I think if Houston drafts... Uh, if they don't draft the quarterback with the first pick, and let's say we come around to like the fourth round, and he's there, I wouldn't have a third or fourth round. I wouldn't have a problem with taking him. I just need. The, the I prefer qu- Houston to keep building that defense. Quarterback is should not be the highest thing on y'all's priority list right now. You Absolutely, don't have a, you don't even have a goddamn head coach right now. Oh well, which we'll talk about that again here in a little bit. So that was my little spiel about that when it comes okay, to that. So Obviously, Georgia's going to have another 11 fucking players drafted in his upcoming so draft. So here, here's what I'll say. I remember, uh, I think it was Mel Kuyper, and he was talking about uh, Johnny Manziel. And he was talking about how, uh, it might not have been Mel, it's not Mel Kuyper. I can't think of his name right now. Todd McShay? Todd McShay, there it is. Todd McShay was talking about qualities you look for in a college quarterback before they get drafted to the NFL. And if I go down the list, pretty much of what he says, something like, is he a good decision maker under pressure? Check. Easily. Um, Is he accurate? Yes. Check. Easily. Can he throw between the numbers? Check. Easily. Is he durable? Check. Easily. Um, Just like you said, I'm not saying this man is... Superstar written all over him. No, because I don't. I don't want to play recency bias. Right. He played great against a terrible team. Right. Now Georgia has played very well against much better competition. All Absolutely. But what we know about games like national championships, bowl games, tend to bolster people's draft stock. Yeah. So it will cause certain teams to essentially reach. Higher than they probably should. Yeah, you know, possible, right? I also throw this. I also throw this curveball at you. It, it, I forgot about this team, and I had it on my list. I would look at Denver as well. Denver should look at it. Um, you have Russell Wilson there for probably the next. What do we sign? Like a four year, four year contract. So you have Russell Wilson for four years. Stetson Bennett is just like the kind of person where it's like, look, we're drafting you. We don't think you're ready. And um, but if he's gonna learn under somebody, why not? Why not? And you got John Elway in John Elway there too. It's a perfect situation for him to to learn, grow, and flourish. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it wouldn't surprise me knowing the kind of character this dude because he has high character. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his teammates. Well, he's also twenty five years old. Yeah, his, so I can see where, he's mature already. I can see where you would hope he would get drafted somewhere where he actually would have a chance to play sooner because you don't want him to start his first NFL game at twenty seven years old. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, you know, that, that, that's that's close that, to uh, so that's Brandon Whedon, right? Brandon, Brandon Whedon was twenty eight when he came into the NFL. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Stetson Bennett is the same age as Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and a couple other guys. You know, um, I would normally, I would kind of be against it to start his first game at like twenty seven or whatever. But the way the the way quarterbacks are protected now. I don't give a damn if you can get your first start at 30, bro. Like, you can play well in to 40, 41 if, if, you're, if you're protected right. Now, obviously, that depends on the protection and how well the, the referees are going to actually protect you. Yeah. Um, but it's no coincidence that quarterbacks are playing longer now than they ever have. Yeah. So. You know another team? I, I, know, I know we're kind of we're, – we're about to jump off this subject, but I'll tell you another team – I actually think he would fit really well with the system is your team. The Giants. I thought I so too. Be, I think he'd be a, if, if they sign Daniel Jones to a long-term deal, he yeah. think he's the perfect backup. And yeah. if he gets to learn under a guy like a Brian Dable, that's yep. massive for him. Cause he's already a good, he's already got the basics of what you need to be a successful NFL quarterback. Not a guy a, like a guy like Brandon Dable is a, um, he's an unlocker. And he's he takes quarterbacks kind of like Doug Peterson too, yep. and he turns that key like Lincoln Riley did to Jalen Hurts. Yes, because Nick Saban did is not the one to unlock Jalen Hurts. We know it was Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Well, so Brian Dable is the one to unlock Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Doug yeah, Peterson hell yeah. is the one who's unlocking Trevor Lawrence before our very eyes. Like though he's Brian Dable's one of those guys who can unlock quarterbacks. He's unlocked Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback. Like he's not. He's, he's just, never been a bad quarterback. The problem, just... the problem with with Daniel Jones is he was drafted too goddamn high. Mm-hmm. He should have never been drafted as high as he was. Yep. Because if Daniel Jones was drafted in the second or third round, we would never be having the conversations about him. We would be talking about this is a third or second or third round quarterback who had overachieved in his first four years or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Be. But he's for a first sure. round quarterback. Guess what? First round pressure. As Baker Mayfield, how it feels to be a first round pick. The first round pressure is unreal. And but anyway, Tebow too, boy. So let's here, go. Here, 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 before before we before we deviate, I want something you just brought up earlier, and I just want to hit on it with Stetson Bennett. The criticism and saying he's not doing it right, this and that. That then kind of carries over into especially learning how to read progressions, and he's very good at reading yes. progressions already. He will take the second and third option. He's not always looking for the first option. And that's no. something that's a problem with a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, Justin Fields is kind of going through well, that now. It's so, an issue with quarterbacks who don't come from pro pro systems in college. Right. So they don't go through the progressions. They're the, like, um, shit. Who the hell was throwing the ball to CeeDee Lamb in Oklahoma? Was that Kyler? Is it, it might was it be. Kyler or was it Baker? It was Kyler. I think it was Kyler. But so remember, with Kyler, it was always snap, first read, throw the CD short, and CD take off. Yep. Can't he do tried, that in the NFL. He's tried that in the NFL, and it ain't worked. And he has so. a better receiver in the NFL, and it still ain't going to work. True. 
So let's deviate. Let's get into this NFL discussion. There's a lot to talk about in the NFL. So before we talk about the yeah. NFL playoffs, Aww. let's just talk about the NFL news in general. I'm with it. So let me, uh, before we do that, I told y'all before the season started that Cliff Kingsbury was getting fired. <laughs> I, was, I knew you was going to bring that shit up. <laughs> I told y'all hey. that Cliff Kingsbury was getting fired, and he got fired. I told y'all Nathaniel Hackett was getting fired, and he got fired. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Oh, man. Um, oh, you know, we said we was going to talk about hot seats this week, too. Boy. Oh, man. We are, Look, damn the hot seat. These motherfuckers ain't got they, no seat. They ain't seat. got no seat to so, sit on them. <laughs> bullshit. So... <laughs> Both of them are gone. Um, oh, we, man. We talked about Lovey Smith. We didn't expect it like this, given the situation, but whatever. The yeah, Texans, they, 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 the they, tex- yeah, the Texans will just be the organization that fired did, black did, coaches in did, the last did, did you see what RG3 said, though? No. RG3 put out a tweet, and he was like, okay, so that's two black head coaches at the Texans side and got fired after one season. They're not getting the opportunity to build and instill anything. That's and it's also not the fair. third coach in three years that yeah. the Texans have fired as well. Yep. So it's like bad organizations continuing to be bad. When, as a billion-dollar organization, are you going to take your fucking time, find the right guy, and allow them to build the program? When is that going to happen for when they, uh, Apparently when they finally sign, sign Josh McCown, because I don't understand. I don't understand why they want Josh McCown so bad, because I don't think he's... I, excuse me. I would be okay with Josh McCown coming on staff as a quarterback coach. Sure. I am perfectly fine with that. Sure. What I'm against is I don't want to see the Texans, who have been around since 2002, yep. find another coach that's been around the block or, like, listen, find a staple, stick with it. Period. Please. Like, Please. They've been around since 2002, and what do they have to show for it except for a couple of division titles? Yeah, this this is the 20-year anniversary right here. Yeah. Need I remind y'all, in the first 10 years of the Orlando Magic existing, they got to a finals with Penny and Shaq. Just saying. What I will say, though, about the Texans, Nick Casario is really freaking good at finding talent. Even though the Texans... uh, weren't that good this year. Nick Casario signed a lot of free agents that could have done a lot of damage and be very good True. on other teams. And you got your running back of the future. Yeah. Um and you have a and you have your draft pick who's who's on who's on schedule to come back uh meet you the third. Yeah. Um now I don't understand is you had a you had a disgruntled player that wanted to be traded and you didn't trade him in Brandon Cooks. Why I don't know. He'll be gone in the offseason. But shit sure. Um where he goes, I don't know. Um, but not worried about him at the moment. I'm worried about the Texans and continuity because now I have heard quite a few names floating around for the Texans. One of them being a former Texans player in D'Amico Ryans. That name has come up. If I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm not going to Houston. Houston is the most unattractive job to me. Like if I'm a if I'm a coach, if I'm an assistant or a coordinator looking for a head coaching position, it's not Houston. Of course not. Because they don't they don't have a they don't have a franchise quarterback. No, no, it's not even because of any of that. It's because there's no job security. I was just about to get there too, but like that's the problem. Like I learned today too that 
it's not a foregone conclusion that Jeff Saturday is the coach for the Colts next season. Oh, no, he won't. I don't think he will be. But speaking of former coaches whose names have come up, I'll tell you another coach that came, not for the Texans, but he came up for, he's being brought into coaching conversations, Jim Caldwell. Last time you heard the name Jim Caldwell, he had a winning record with the Detroit Lions and got fired. And got fired. His name has come up in coaching. A bunch of nonsense. His name has come up as a potential coach for uh, the Cardinals and um, one other team. I came off the top of my head. but um, So his name has come up. The Cardinals. Um, wow. But, yeah. So here's what we talk about. Do so, you think the Cardinals is an attractive job? Nope. Okay. Not entirely. Like, if I look at. Okay, if I look at the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, Colts, Texans, Broncos, possibly, possibly the Cowboys, uh, depending on what happens on Monday. Um, <laughs> we gonna get there. We gonna get to that too. We gonna get to that too. Um, fuck. Who else fired their coach? Um, well, Wilkes hasn't officially been named the coach. He's still interim, so the Carolina job is kind of still there, kind of sort of. The Saints, they'll probably they may keep their coach. The Saints coach is on the hot seat. Yeah, he well, he shouldn't be, but but we'll see. Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh have both been linked to the Broncos job. They want they want Sean Payton first and foremost, which means they would have to give up another first round fucking pick. Why would they have to is he still on the contract with the Saints? Yes, till twenty twenty four. Okay, so he so, he'd have to get traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So there's that. That's why he was linked to the Rams, because even Colin Cowherd said you could trade Jalen Ramsey for a first and a fourth, give that first round pick to the Saints and have have um Sean Payton as your coach, but you know, how much longer do you think Matthew Stafford's gonna play? He did say he's gonna come back no matter what happens with Sean McVay. I think Matthew Stafford still has two years left in him. But two years with a rebuilding team? Yeah, well. Do we think the Rams window is closed for the Super Bowl? Because I think it has. I think it has too, because Aaron Donald Aaron Donald's heart really isn't he only came back just for the chance to repeat. Yeah. That should tell you enough right and, there. And we and, and Sean McVay is supposed supposedly going to leave, but it's like Yeah, for uh Well, so they say that, but it's not necessarily just that. He just doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. So it may be he might leave and pull a Sean Payton and try to get traded to another team type of shit too. So something to keep in mind. Um but yeah, so let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury real quick. So Cliff Kingsbury got fired, which Knew that was going to happen. We both knew. But here's the thing about Cliff Kingsbury. There's a job out there for Cliff Kingsbury. And that job is this. The offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Here's why. A lot of people don't know this. I like it. Cliff Kingsbury actually was drafted by the New England Patriots. A lot of people don't know that. It's where my Patriot historian stuff comes into play. He was actually drafted by the New England Patriots, though. Matt Patricia is a defensive coach. Why the fuck is he calling plays? <laughs> Move his ass anywhere I, else. What, what, what are Matt Patricia, the, the, the coach of the Lions at one point? <laughs> Move Matt Patricia. Either, either rebrand him, get him away from the offensive side of the ball. Because you had him and special teams guy Joe Judge calling fucking offensive plays. Joe Judge? Oh, my God. Move Joe Judge back to special teams. I would say replace the defensive coordinator, but Coach Belichick's son has done damn good for the Patriots' defense. He has. So I'm not going to do that to him. Shout out to Belichick for getting his son in there. But bring in Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator because I don't think Cliff – I think the days of Cliff Kingsbury as an off as a head coach in the NFL should be done. 
I think he could be a damn good offensive coordinator, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody, not everybody could be a leader Listen, of men. We need another Josh McDaniels in New England, and Cliff Kingsbury can be that guy for the next ten years. But he won't be because he's not going there. How do you know? I'm just telling you. All right, cool. I got a gut feeling he's not going. He's not going well, to New England. I don't think he's going to go back to college. I, I don't think he's going to go back to college either. But, um, but so I think college one. college might be his best bet if he wants to keep keep a head coaching job. It's going to be his best bet. He's one of the only college coaches. Who got promoted from losing? I'm just saying when you when you watch Arizona play, it looks like a college team. So I tell you what, whenever Steve Sarkeesian finally get fired from the University of Texas, bring Cliff Kingsbury over there. That ain't never going to happen. Sark getting fired? No, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury coming to UT. That's Jeez. never happening. Stranger things have happened in college football, but I just but yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um. So I would welcome that for UT, actually. I so, not, not, not. I don't want Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach of University of Texas when Texas moves to the SEC. I mean, somewhere down the line, somebody said they didn't want Bill Belichick as the Patriots. Who said head that? Coach. Who said that? I mean, before. Wait, okay. So you got to remember, he was in Cleveland. And Cleveland was garbage under Bill Belichick, bro. Yes. You you got to remember that. Yes. So, so somewhere yes. when they when when yes. they hired Bill Belichick, it was like, no, we don't want Bill. But obviously, Bill Belichick became let's also, one of the best coaches ever. Let's also not act like New England was this staple. They were a good franchise. They did win some Super Bowls prior to Bill Belichick. But they were they were pretty good, even when yes. Belichick took over. Yeah, well, he took over for a Pete Carroll led fucking Patriots team, but. They weren't like they are. It, they aren't like they were when he took over. Right. Like they weren't a staple twenty but, years prior to him being there. Right. But what, what, also, what I'm saying is, that whenever whenever they hired whenever they hired Belichick, you still had the people there saying, "Y'all didn't see what he did with Cleveland, man. They were trash. This and that." But you, you always, hey, you sometimes certain situations just fit a certain coach. Yeah, I he mean, went to a better situation. So I think the roster in New England was built better than the roster in Cleveland at the time. Absolutely, and 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 and, and that's the X factor in I, this I, because I, I he also Sark- remember he signed with the Jets for a day. Best decision of his life was leaving them punk ass Jets. Well, leave CJ alone. You and this, I didn't even say CJ. I just it, said it, it, it doesn't Jets. matter. We all know what the fuck you talking about out here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. You know, so, sometimes you just gotta fall into the right situation. Um. Who knows? Hell, Cliff Kingsbury and UT might be a match made in heaven. You just never know. Maybe, possibly. Um, Maybe you're right. I'm just like I, I, I tell you one I thing. Just, I just he, don't. I just don't trust his resume. Well, like, like I said, that's why I, I don't. I don't think he should be a head coach for an NFL team. So the only place the only place he should get a head coaching job is college. So I, I think he should be somebody's coordinator. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against him being a I could head coach him. in college. But I tell you, and. <laughs> This is my X factor, and I can't believe I'm going to even say this because they don't fucking deserve it, but I'm going to say it anyway. On the off chance, on the off chance, that this team loses their offensive coordinator to a head coaching position, Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator will be a great, not good, great fit in Dallas. Not as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator. If Kellen Moore leaves... To become a head coach, Cliff Kingsbury is an offensive coordinator with Dan Quinn as the head coach if Mike McCarthy gets fired. 
He won't. Who won't? I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. If they lose to Tampa, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I don't. I, even if they were to lose to Tampa, I don't think he's going to. He's, he's going to lose his job. I just. I just. Interesting. I mean, hell, man, listen, bro. You, you know what? We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there very soon. Very yeah, shortly. Very shortly. So, let's get into the tankathon. The tankathon, as far as the top fifteen. Is locked in stone. It Actually, has concluded sorry, the top eighteen because everything else is still based on the results of the playoffs. So, starting at number eighteen, the Detroit Lions. Number seventeen. This team also finished again above five hundred for their coach, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin, what up, baby? Hey. Number sixteen, the Washington Commanders. Number fifteen, the Green Bay Packers. Number fourteen, New England Patriots. Number thirteen, those. Punk ass Jets. <laughs> number 12, the Houston Texans. Number 11, the Tennessee Titans. Number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 9, the Carolina Panthers. Number 8, the Atlanta Falcons. Number 7, the Las Vegas Raiders. Number 6, the Detroit Lions. There's their other pick. Number 5, the Seattle motherfucking Seahawks. Number 4, the Indianapolis Colts. Number 3, the Arizona Cardinals. Number 2, those Houston Texans. Shout out to Lovey Smith. And number 1, Lovey Smith's former team, the Chicago Bears, with the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. Here's what I like about this. Of all the NFL teams, right, which NFL team do you think is most set up to have the most successful draft? Ooh. You will be surprised by my answer. Maybe. Run, 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 run back to 18 again. Uh, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Washington, Green Bay, New England, the Jets, Houston, Tennessee, Philly, Carolina, Atlanta, Raiders, Detroit, Seattle, Indy, Arizona, Houston, Chicago. Okay, I would say the team that's set up to have the most successful just based we just based on no, just overall the entire draft. I want to okay. Somebody somewhere that's a Texans fan, and I'm a Texans fan, is is going to be mad with me for not picking the Texans. But the Texans have shown to do absolutely nothing with draft picks for the most part. The Texans are definitely not set up to be um, successful. I think the team that is set up to be the most successful in this draft, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I thought this team would never be good in my lifetime again. Detroit stand the hell up. Detroit is poised. Right now, with two first-round picks, they just finished over 500. D- Detroit has the chance to go from no playoffs to number one or number two in the division next year, just based on the draft if they draft right. Detroit Ooh. is the team. They have their they they have their quarterback. They have their running back, who just broke the record, by the way. Um, they have their star number one receiver. They have receiver compliments. All they have first, to do in first, this draft. First of all, they have their number one and potentially a one B, Jamison Williams, who they drafted from Alabama last year. Right. As well. so, so you got Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams. Now you did trade away TJ Hawkinson. Yes, but yeah. but you, you have you have I don't know what you have in DeAndre Swift. 
but you have Jamal Williams who lay, is leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Exactly. You got you got Williams. I, I, I didn't even mention Swift. They're going to be a nice one-two punch yeah, yeah, yeah. next year. Um, the only thing Detroit really has to do is improve that defense, and this 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 year it's it's loaded with defensive talent. Yeah, Every, and don't get me wrong, De- Detroit's defense wasn't all that good, but they were they weren't a hundred percent. Now they, I believe they were overall they were rated like towards the bottom. Right, but but they were a really good run stopping defense, which the, is important. The problem with Detroit right now is that um, their secondary don't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, that too. But I mean, I was getting to that, but it, it involves that. So the problem with Detroit is when you absolutely needed a stop, teams threw the ball on you. And if you weren't front one, front running, you were probably going to lose that game. Yeah. Um. But the the minute Detroit got out, I mean, people, it it, it seems like it was so long ago, but Detroit put up forty, was it forty and thirty something in back to back weeks, the first two games of the season, uh-huh. and they lost both games because the defense couldn't after, stop nobody. After the first. Five games of the season, they were leading the NFL in scoring. Right, and 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 they would they had a losing record because the defense couldn't stop anybody. Yes. So, book it. Like I said, Detroit has probably the best chance to have the best draft if they build their defense. I mean, if you can sneak in one good offensive play, I mean, like a, a, a to protect Jared Goff a little bit better. I'm not against if you can get a top five like line lineman or a tackle or something, but. So I'm gonna stay in the same conference. Are you going Minnesota? Changing team? Hell no. The Seattle Seahawks. Two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. That's their upcoming draft picks. You also have Geno Smith, who is exactly the type of quarterback that Pete Carroll loves. You can lock him up for a lower deal. Oh hell yeah, because. You don't have to pay Geno Smith forty plus million dollars now. You can pay him a good contract though. You can pay him twenty twenty five mil though for the next, you know, let's say let's say for the sake of discussion, three years, seventy five mil, you know. I like that. Twenty five a season. That, that that's pretty so damn good. You lock in a you you you've essentially re you've brought Geno Smith's career back to relevancy. Now you take all these draft picks. Which is unfortunate it had to be brought back to relevancy because he was never bad. No, just bad situations. But yeah. keep this in mind. Seattle has the fifth overall pick and the uh, 20th overall pick. Oh, so he started 18. I didn't realize they had the 20th overall mind pick. Mind you, too. the Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs. So it doesn't matter what they do in the playoffs because they still have a top five draft pick. What's Seattle's record? They are – Seattle is 9-8. and eight. Okay, so they got the same record as uh, Detroit ended with. Yes. Okay. But they're currently in the playoffs, right. and they have – and Pete Carroll, we know this one thing about Pete Carroll, drafting in the later rounds. Yeah. Because that's where he found Richard Sherman, yep. Bobby Wagner. Yep. All these – you know, he Tyler, I mean, Tyler Pete, Lockett. Pete Carroll is a excellent talent evaluator because he was in college for so long. He knows yes. exactly what's going to translate – to the NFL. Mind you, we they don't have to draft a running back because obviously Kenneth Walker the <laughs> third. He the damn truth. Obviously Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are there. 
I don't I don't know how much longer uh Tyler Lockett is going to no, play. No, but you you don't have to go into not, the not first this, not, not you don't have to draft the receiver in the first round. Yeah. You can draft more defensive players, which Pete Carroll wants to do anyway. Possibly draft an offensive line. Cowboys, y'all should listen to that. And I think Seattle is the most set up to improve that much more based on draft position moving forward for this draft. I didn't realize that Seattle also had two first round picks. That Russell Wilson trade. I, yeah, it, it, it never clicked in my head they had two first round picks because they got the Denver's, Broncos pick Denver, and their pick. Denver's pick turned into the number five pick. Their actual pick is the number 20 pick. I wonder if we can go back in time last year to see when this trade happened, how much people said, well, it's not going to matter if see if Seattle trades the first round pick because it's going to be a low pick in the end. I wonder if we can go back in time and say it because I sat there and said, well, they're acting like Geno Smith is a horrible quarterback. <laughs> Geno Smith can ball. He's just been in tough situations. He's always been the guy they turn to when the team sucks. How many people do you think lost money in Vegas when they all of a sudden bet the Russell Wilson and the Broncos would win the division? A good bit. Probably about 65% of the people. Um, who's the who, who, who won that division? Who do you think? The AFC West? Yeah. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I couldn't think of all the teams. So, it's okay. I'm here for you. All yeah. right. Fuck you. Let's talk about these wild card matchups now. Hey, transition again. So, finally. Speaking of the Seahawks. You know, unfort- I said I go, you know, I said I wasn't going to take another shot, but I'm going to take a shot to this one because this is going to be a good segment right here. Well, do your thing. You sticking with Brown? I am. Keeping it classy. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this now. I want some of your brown sugar. Sugar. Well, we got to keep it brown, baby. So, speaking of those wonderful Seattle Seahawks and this type of season that they've had, they have unfortunately had the worst possible draw in the first round of all the teams outside of the Cowboys because the Seattle Seahawks drew the San Francisco 49ers in the first round. Not only that, they are the first Playoff game on Saturday. That starts at 3.30. Mm-hmm. So, rest in peace, Seattle. I'm sorry. San Francisco is going to mollywop you. Just deal with it. It's okay. But it's okay. Here's, here. you know what? I think this game is going to be a lot more interesting than people give it credit for. I do. Yeah, it'll be interesting for the first and, two and a half quarters. And, and I think it'll be interesting all four quarters because... Mr. Not So Irrelevant. Um, oh, you mean Mr. All the Way Relevant? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, people, people. San Francisco, I think right now is better off with him than they would be with Jimmy G. And people be like, "Well, Jimmy," no, but you got to hear me out on why. You know why I say this? There's not. I mean, there's enough tape to try and plan, but there's not a season worth or two seasons worth to where you know tendencies and things like that. So this couldn't have worked out any better for San Francisco. Where it gets tricky is that... Tricky, tricky, tricky. I think Seattle's defense is a little bit slept on at times. No, it is. Um, They they are very good at creating turnovers. Uh, Their offense can be explosive. They can. Um, They just, like I said, they're running into the wrong defense. I also do believe that I think I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't I don't see San Francisco just running away with this game. 
I think this game is going when, when I say a surprise, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than most people think. Because um, a lot of people just look at San Francisco record and be like, oh, easy. Uh, 14 oh, it, ain't even, it ain't even I the record d- I'm looking at. It's, just the, it's the, the way that the team has been playing. I, yeah. Um, and Gino is more than capable of just finally going the hell off. Um, he's he's been in the NFL forever, and we've yeah. seen we've seen random people just go crazy. Joe yes. Flacco. Um, well, and I'm not comparing Gino, no, Joe, but but the I, other I, thing that, that I know why where you're kind of going, the thing that makes this this year this year's playoff. This might be one of the first years of the playoff where we have more than half the field with under 10 wins. I didn't even think about that, but that's true. The Seahawks, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Patriots. I mean, sorry, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, excuse me. All have under 10 wins. Last time we had a team with a losing record in the playoffs, <laughs> something big happened, also known as the Beast Quake. You knew I was going with this. But wait, wait, wait. Even after the Beast, you also got to remember, Carolina won with, with, what was it, six wins? They won a division, six or six seven and wins. Ten. They, they were six, six and ten. And they went to the playoffs and, and won a playoff game. Yes, they did. So. Something about teams with losing records, man. I'm just. I'm, I'm not saying I, I'm obviously if you ask me who I'm a, if I'm who I'm a pick I'm a pick San Francisco, but this is one of those games where it's like there's always that one game that's the freaking outlier where you're like well what the hell happened here? It, it, this 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 one here I mean it's it's a tricky one. No no I think it's an extremely compelling game. I, I but, am going to love watching this game if because. You love what Seattle did this year. It's yeah. just this is the like I think it's still the worst draw in the first round. Oh, it gotta be. And yeah. that's why I said that. It gotta be. But it has potentially the best first round matchup though. It, it, mm. it, as far as a close game, it, it has potential. Because a lot of these might be freaking blowouts. I disagree, but we'll get to my pick here in a minute. Okay. Who are you taking in this game? Oh, San Francisco. Okay. I was I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take San. If I had to bet money, I'm betting on San Francisco. Okay, I'm gonna write these down. Even though this has nothing to do with the bottle bet. No, but it, 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 it's still fun to talk about. Yeah, next we want to keep notes. All right, yeah. so we're, we're both taking San Francisco. Of there's course, no, there's no confusion there. No, no. I I just think the defense is going to be just a little bit too much. But if Gino would have drew anybody else, I think Gino was more than capable of pulling off the upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so in the Saturday night game, we have the Battle of the Blondes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. The Chargers versus Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. Battle, right. Battle of the Blondes. Battle of the Blondes. Got it. Jacksonville. Woo! Calling for it already. I am not a believer at all. And when I say at all, I'm not a believer in San Diego. Did I say San Diego? Yes, Lord, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Los Angeles. I'm not a believer in Los Angeles defense. I'm j- I, I, I can't buy in. I cannot I'm, buy in. I'm not a believer in the in Brandon Staley. Okay. The Chargers coach. Is that the is, is that the same Staley that played for the Eagles? 
I meant to ask that last I time. I don't remember. Okay. I know I, Staley played for I the Eagles. I just know he's young. Yeah, Staley played for the Eagles but in the 2000s. That's why I asked. Also, we talked about this pre, pre-show before we even started recording. There are two teams that I'm, I want this year that I should have just stopped picking against, and one of them was Jacksonville. The other one was Detroit. And you, 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 you said both of that, too. I did. Yeah. Give me the X factor of the entire NFC playoff, Doug Peterson, and give me Jacksonville. I said what I said. The NFC or AFC? Well, AFC. Okay. He, he was because he was in the NFC when he went to the Super Bowl. Oh, when, 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 when you said NFC, but, I was like, wait, what? Okay. But yes, give me Doug Peterson as the X factor for this. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm taking now, the Jags. If you, now, I'm not saying that Jacksonville's going to the Super Bowl or even the AFC Championship. They're going to shock some people, though. But they're going to shock some motherfucking people, and it's going to come at the cost of the Chargers. And you know what? That that curse lives on that uh Philip Rivers left. Philip Rivers had extraordinary years. He had he put up numbers. The team was well. They were so good with LT, this and that, and they just All they could always be Peyton Manning, but they couldn't the, do nothing else. The other problem is Brandon Staley, this is where he may have cost himself his own job. Not only will they most likely lose this game in their week eighteen matchup. Brandon Staley kept his starters in the game when he didn't have to. Mike Williams has a back injury, and Bosa has an injury now going into this game. If Brandon Staley... Two of your key players. If Brandon Staley gets fired... That's the reason. No, no, not that. I'm going back to our previous conversation. Now the conversation becomes, if I'm Sean Payton, do I want to go to the Chargers or do I want to go to the Broncos? And I'm thinking about going to the Chargers. I said what I said. Keep that keep that GQ bomb in your system for later. All right, Sunday games. You've been calling a lot of shit on the money this year, so I that wouldn't surprise me. Sunday games, Let's go. 12 o'clock, yep. AFC East. Yep. Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. And this is a very interesting it game. It is a very interesting game. Is Tua playing? That's, no. As of now, we don't know, but we're going to say no. Okay. Um, so it, I and, think, and I also believe Teddy Bridgewater is not playing because he has a fucked up yep. thumb, and Raheem Mostert has a fractured thumb. So I, um, I don't think this game is going to be interesting at all. I think uh, Buffalo is still riding high on uh, and playing for Demar. Uh, hey, shout yeah. out to Demar Hamlin, bro. We're happy yes. that you woke up. We're happy. We're that happy you're that you're aware, back in man. Buffalo. Yeah, man, you're back in Buffalo, released from the hospital. Um, the reason I said it was interesting is because it's a division matchup. Of for course, a playoff in, game. in a playoff game. Yeah, and it's the AFC East. Yeah. Them fucking games go any goddamn way. Yeah, not this week. Um, <laughs> not not this week. Buffalo's yeah. gonna win this game. Yeah. I think I think they win by by at least seven points. Because I mean, I, do. I don't know what you're gonna get from Skylar Thompson, but I, I I think Buffalo will win by seven points. Um, Miami's defense is pretty good. They're not world beaters this year. They're not the same defense from last year. No. Last year was ridiculous. Well, they also had Brian Flores. Yeah, they don't have uh, uh what you gonna call it no more. And he had that defense rocking and rolling. Uh, what's the what's the coach name? Uh, from last year, for who? For Miami, Brian Flores. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. I wasn't paying attention, so yeah. yeah. So, his name is also circulated as a coordinator positions as well for defensive coordinators. Just uh, Brian Flores out. should be a head coach after after what he did with Miami last year. He should be a head coach. I but, mean, yeah, but we digress. Yeah. Um, coming up next at the three thirty matchup, you have got Ken Folk Kirk. Versus the New York Football Giants. You ain't even got to ask me. You already know what I'm going. Are with. you taking Kim Fo Kirk? You gotta be got your goddamn mind. <laughs> no, I'm taking the. I got. I, I look. Hey, 
You know what? I, I'll say this about myself. It's hard because that's your boys. So you I, know. I know, I know. That's my cousin over there, man. Um, what I will say is I'm going to pick the Giants because I'm a Giants fan. Um, if I had to bet money on this game, I would bet on Vegas odds. I wouldn't bet straight up on who was going to win or lose this game. Fuck no. I'd, I'd, I'd bet Vegas odds. Um, this is this game right here has the chance to be a freaking amazing game. The last time they played um, in the regular season and it was a close game. Yeah, uh, this 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 game could be one of the best games of the weekend, one of the most competitive games of the weekend. Um, I am interested to see what the Giants do to slow down Justin Jefferson. That's that's what I'm because the Fair Giants enough. the Giants don't have just one shutdown corner. They they use schemes to shut down uh, wide receivers. Players, yeah, yeah. So just pull the tape from the Vikings and Green Bay game, right? So well, well, the Vikings had uh, what you call it, shadowing him all. Had Justin uh, Alexander shadowing Justin Jefferson yeah, the no, whole but, game. Well, there was some other parts. Yeah, of the, of there was other layers to the scheme yeah. than just Jair Alexander. But of course, I, they they had one but, one over the top and things like that. But this is my game. That will go down as the closest game of the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is going to be a and good one, man. Give me the New York football Giants by a field goal. I'm speechless. What? <laughs> I know. I don't pick the Giants very often. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen. But listen. Let me tell you why I did that. It's very important that you understand why I did this. I think from watching football all season long, all season long, the two most fraudulent teams are in the same conference. The Cowboys and the Vikings. Vikings. Well, the Cowboys, the Cowboys ain't in the same. Oh, the same, same conference. That's what I said. Conference, okay, okay. Conference. The okay. NFC. Yeah. Both NFC teams. The Vikings have a terrible secondary. That can get got at any moment. The Cowboys at any given time will show up and give you, like, to quote Chris Broussard today and yesterday, can show up and give you an F game immediately (laughs) and just fall on their face like they did against the Washington Commanders while playing their starters for damn near the whole fucking game. 26 to 6. Embarrassing. And if Taylor Heineke was playing, he would have got him some Dallas Cowboy retro. I'm so mad it didn't happen. Oh, my God. I'm so mad it didn't happen. So... And it's because of the fact of that that I don't think they can stop the combination of Saquon Barkley and the escapability of Daniel, of Daniel Jones. I'll tell you this. Um, play action in this game is going to kill Minnesota, is what I believe. And Kenny Galladay better catch every goddamn thing. Kenny Galladay, I, I think Kenny Galladay's going to have a monster game. I think he has to. I re- he has to in order for the Giants to win. Um, 100%, but that's that's, but yeah, that's why I picked him. He he literally he if Justin Jefferson starts going off, Kenny Galladay has to be within fifty yards of whatever he's doing to for 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 this thing to work. I think um, now I actually think Aiden Hutchinson and company have got to come up big. Yeah, you got to Kirk Cousins has got to turn the ball over in this game for the Giants to win. He'll turn it over. And I think even with this being a home game for the Vikings, I think Kirk Cousins will throw at least. Two interceptions. I, I I do you one even better. I don't care if it's a home game for Minnesota. You let me tell you why I don't care. I, it's, it's New, New York, the, New York is not that far. <laughs> no, New York is. It, it might be like a six or seven hour drive. 
Listen, bro. New York is going to come to this game and show the hell out. The shit, fans they, will. Shit, they better. They will. I, I, when, hey, when the last I struggled. Giants? I struggled on if I wanted to buy a last minute ticket to go. When, when the last time the Giants was in a meaningful playoff game? Oh, a meaningful one. Meaningful. Mm. When they went to the Super Bowl. Did they really have a drought that long? Yes. After the Super Bowl, man. I swear, I say a meaningful. Um, they were in a couple of, couple of close seasons probably, for the division, but their Super Bowl runs were definitely their last meaningful playoff games. Yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't think they've had. They. They. I think every other game, everybody picked against them because they just backed into it. So yeah, this 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 might be the first meaningful game since the Super Bowl, since 2012, yes. which really isn't that long ago when you think about it, because some teams like. I won't mention it also has a blue in their primary colors. <laughs> Haven't been to the Super Bowl since 96. But anyway, I digress. Let's. Uh, so the game that is kind of losing a bit of its excitement that is also going to be streaming on Peacock and Telemundo. I just want to throw that out there because it sounded good. Um, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. So even with Lamar potentially not playing even if Lamar was playing. Here's the important thing about this game. Of all the teams that Joe Burrow plays, the Baltimore Ravens He defense, shows the hell out. <laughs> well, the Baltimore Ravens defense also gives him the most fits. Yeah. Well. They, they've hit him the most. They've flustered him the most, flushed him out of the pocket the most. But they didn't have Roquan Smith, who just signed an extension. That's cool. He's um, also one of the best tackling linebackers in the entire. He he's the best tackling linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Not even one of the best. He's the best. So even still, give me Joe Cool and company because Cincinnati's offense is humming. Listen, bruh. When I tell you, last year, I saw Jamar Chase go off for 150 in week 12 in the first half of a game. I said I'm riding with the Bengals. That's my pick to go to the Super Bowl. From here on out, Mr. GQ over there can co-sign that for me because he you know that's what I said. Percent. Said I'm rocking with the Bengals, and guess what? I'm still rocking with the Bengals. Them boys from LSU about to have a field day. At least Jamar Chase will have a field day, and Joe Burrow will have a field day. I, the score might not reflect how how much yards they'll get, but um, Mixon is playing, and um, uh. uh yeah. Mixon is playing. Higgins, Higgins is playing. I, the, the the Bengals are healthy. But I feel like they're the Bengals, about as healthy as they're gonna get. Even with Hayden Hurst, like all, they're all they're about as healthy as they're gonna they're, get. They're, they're, this is Similar. this is the team you're going to see from here on out in the playoffs. They're, they're about as healthy as the team that we're gonna talk about here shortly. Who's also gotten a quite a few players back finally. Yep. Coming into this Monday night wild card game, the game that has been the talk of the entire sports week. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hold that right there before you go any further. You remember I said I had some shit that you would like. Here we go. Let me hear it. All right, so let's start here. November 16, 2003. Let's, let's go back. November 16, 2003. Uh, the Cowboys are 7-3. and three. The Pats. We're eight and two. All pro players, Williams, which was Roy Williams, the safety, not the receiver. Roy, okay. Williams, Glover, Nagayan. Williams, safety. 
Glover, tackle. Defensive tackle. Nagayan, defensive tackle. The Cowboys lost to the Patriots. Tom Brady playing back, play, playing quarterback. Let's keep this shit pushing. All right. October 14th, 2007. Oh, I remember this game very well. Cowboys came in 5-1 and one and reeling. Going crazy. Your all pros were Jason Witten, Demarcus Weir, uh, Davis. In a, listen, look, all that Cowboys lost the game. To an undefeated Patriots team. Uh, matter of fact, that year they had T.O. And T.O. was an all-pro first team. They lost to an undefeated Patriots team that year. They lost. Matter of fact, for those of you that don't know, that is the undefeated Patriots team, like you said. And the Patriots lost somebody in that same division. Keep it pushing, though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to rub it in. Yeah, the fuck I am. It's all good. It's all good. Here we go. Keep it going. Now we're going to October 11th, 2015, which is not really that big of a a game this year. Except for the fact that Dallas was 4 and 0 at the time and the Patriots are 2 and 3 at the time and they got a beat down by Gronk, Julian Edelman. Um matter of fact, you know, in 2007, that was the Laguerre Blunt Randy Moss year. And you go going in 2015, you got the Gronk and the and the Julian Edelmans. Uh, what's your other receiver who I can't think of right now? Oh, West, that was Wes Welker. Wes Welker. He was getting ready to be done. Yes. Uh, Chris Hogan was there. Amendola was there. Did, did, did the Patriots we win? Did, did, did we the were... Patriots win this year? Is is this the year the Patriots won a Super Bowl? Or was it the year before they won? That's the year before because they were building. They didn't because I think. No, because I started 14... working at Bucky's. In... No, this 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 one is 2015. So I started oh. working at Bucky's in 2000. Yeah, this is the year they won. They beat Seattle this year because Seattle won tw- in 2014. It was 15. I thought you said 14. I misheard you. Okay, okay. That's my fault. My B. Then, going into a later season game, November 24th, 2019. I didn't check to see if this was a Thanksgiving or not. I, it it could have been. It could not have been. I think that's a little bit early in the, in, in the dates yeah. for Thanksgiving. So, that's probably Thanksgiving week, the Sunday of Thanksgiving week. Um, the Cowboys, 6 and five. The Patriots, 10 and one <laughs> at the time. Oh, the only all pro that year was Zach Martin. And guess what happened? They lost. The Cowboys lost. Going into 9 11, 22, the first game this season. The Cowboys the, lost. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Tom Brady again. And, and the Cowboys only put up three points in that game. Cowboys only put up three points. And. I don't have to say we had Mike Adams, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette is not an all-pro or anything. But but you did not have Chris Godwin. Uh, well, yeah, you didn't have Chris Godwin. You I don't even think you had Ryan Jensen in that game. So No, you didn't. You, you didn't you have lost, to st- No, you didn't have Ryan Jensen. You didn't have Chris Godwin. You Vita Vea got nicked up, um, and you were missing a couple of was, was it 19? It was a 19-3? Yeah. And... Tom Brady won again. The fact of the matter is... Tom Brady's undefeated against Tom Cowboys. Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys. Wow. And it is a beautiful thing. He is undefeated. Not only is he undefeated, the year with Randy Moss, he put up 48 points on the Cowboys. Um, Not to mention his top two receivers, once again, both crossed over 1,000 yards. So, there are certain teams that the Cowboys can't beat. They, they, they can't beat... Green Bay for whatever the hell is the reason. I I cannot 
I still can't figure it out because three of the three times that they played, they've had the better team. Um, especially this year, they definitely had the better team. Uh, so, and they can't beat Tom Brady. So, I ask you, sir, ask what is your pick for this weekend? And give me a prediction on the score, please. I believe this game is closer than it appears. Okay. Simply because we talked about, like, certain teams and whatnot. The Patriots are getting Ryan Jensen back as it stands. Carlton Davis is coming back. They're, they're starting to get healthy at the right time. The Buccaneers, you said, I think you said the Patriots, but the Buccaneers are, are getting healthy. No, I started naming players. Okay. Um, but with all that being said, give me Tampa Bay against the Dallas Cowboys. Give me a final score... 30 to 17. Oh my god. You believe in Tom Brady so much that you get you 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 ain't even make it close, dog. It's the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. If this is a regular season game, I would never say so, a score so like that. 13 point. Yeah, in the, in the playoffs I can do that because playoff time is different from regular season time. Man, playoff, dog. Play, playoff I, playoff time is different. I've been waiting all week. Now, don't be surprised if history repeats itself. Here's why I say that. And I don't mean Tom Brady beating the Cowboys. I mean, the last time when Tom Brady lost in the playoffs prior to Tampa Bay, he lost to the Tennessee Titans on his way out the door. I do think Tom Brady is kind of on his way out of Tampa. So don't be surprised if they lose to the Cowboys and Tom Brady's out of Tampa on to to his final destination, wherever that may be. But I'm sticking with Tom Brady and company winning this game. Just saying, don't be surprised. I'm I'm not surprised you you went with Tampa Bay not not even in the least as everybody should I mean this this is pretty much a foregone conclusion I mean you know so but I am going with who I said was going to win I'm going with the damn Dallas Cowboys I am going with the Cowboys and let me tell you why I'm going with the Cowboys I love Mike Evans Mike Evans and Tom Brady hasn't had a good connection all season I don't give a damn if you like what well, they they. They, Mike Evans caught 1,000 yards. Well, it was a damn sure quiet 1,000 yards this year. Um, it was 1,174, but I guess. That, that, that's cool. It was damn sure quiet, and it wasn't impactful for the most part. Chris Godwin just came back uh, for, to most people. Chris Godwin's been playing a while. He hasn't been impactful either. Um, Ryan Jensen, I'm worried about his health, even though he's back and he's healthy. Still worried about it. Well, he's not um, necessarily healthy. He's just back. Right. Um, and... And, and, and they're going to start him. I guarantee they're going to start him. And I think this is finally where the Cowboys' defense will actually do some damage. I think that guy over there on the Cowboys' defense, you, the one I share the name with, you know Please exactly what I'm talking Please about. Please just don't call him 11 from heaven. I'm never. Are you crazy? I just, I, I just, I just said the guy I shared the name with. I, I I was just you know just saying. I, the the guy I shared the name. It's still is the jury is still out whether whether him or Patrick Sertan is better. Um. So I don't I don't care what anybody has to say. Like, well, Micah Parsons is not yet, but Patrick Sertan shut people the hell down. We you can run on Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons still didn't lead in sacks. Exactly. He was behind my man Matthew Judon from New England. We're gonna get to Matthew Judon in a little White. bit. So. Um, yeah, bro. I know this might this might surprise you a little bit, but I'm it doesn't go- surprise me. I'm going with Dallas. I just 
It was very difficult. On- I really wanted to go with Dallas, but I'm just I got you know how I am about my about my man TB12. I know I, I'm so the same I'm way. Trying to, I'm trying to finish this story. I got you. And how it ends, it is what it is. Either I'm a I'm a I'm a I've lived and died on the Tom Brady sword. Oh shit, I've been living and dying with Daniel Jones all year, so I feel well, that. I'm just no, I'm saying as as being a being a Patriots fan as long as yeah. I have been and then being a Tom Brady fan. Yeah. I'm gonna die on that Tom Brady sword. Whenever he retires, I can finally lay to rest my 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 goat and just be um, um be a normal Patriots fan. It's hard to be a Patriots fan and watch Tom Brady do what Tom Brady's been doing. Okay? very hard <laughs> yeah right. but when he finally does leave and retire if, 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 any, if anybody can relate it's kansas city when they let go whenever uh san francisco let go of joe montana they can relate yeah because yeah, yeah. i i i am i you know what on paper these teams both of these teams look so evenly matched no they don't i think they look even i think they look very evenly matched um I think I, I think Tampa Bay's defense is it's 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 strong. Yes, when, but Tampa's receivers have the advantage when it comes to the secondary, right? Because but, Dallas's secondary is out there toting third, fourth, and fifth round corners. That, yeah, terrible. That, that that that's absolutely true. But also, one of the biggest differences this year from Tampa to to from Tampa last year to this year. Tom Brady had, I think, twelve touchdowns to Mike Evans last year. Well, over the top. That has the biggest limited. The, the biggest issue is that Tampa's offense has scored considerably less points this year than last. Right. Overall, like and, red red zone, and it's also because a lot of it is Tom Brady is not taking sacks. He's just laying down, throwing the ball in the dirt. They're 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 like twenty. They're like in the upper twenties in every single category. Yep. Except for like two offensive efficiency categories. Yep. It's just not good. Not everything, only that. Everything tells you that Tampa should get blown out in this game. But and you, here comes your damn butt. But the X factor, once again, like I said, is number twelve. If well, the I, game is if the game is close and it comes down to the fourth quarter, don't be surprised. Okay, so here's here's what I'm gonna say. The reason why I say these teams are too are, are evenly matched is because If you're not paying attention to football this year, for the most part, you're just looking at paper. Yeah, yeah. You you would believe that you see the name Tom Brady, you see Mike Evans, you see Chris Godwin, not so much the running backs or whatever, but you see the elite talent that they can have on offense. But you all see the elite talent on defense, not necessarily secondary, but you see the elite talents for the Cowboys defense. Yeah, yeah I, um, okay. I'm I okay. And then going go, going even further, um, I don't really think. Coaching in this game has an advantage on either one. Fuck I, I, no. I, I, I just I I don't. Um, if this was Bruce Arians against Michael McCarthy, right. it'd be a different ball game. But it's not Bruce Arians. But it's it's Todd Bowles. It's Todd Bowles versus Mike McCarthy. And yes, I know y'all think. Well, Mike McCarthy got to so see. Yeah, he won that. Sh- they the, the, the Packers won in spite of him. Aaron Rodgers was just that damn good that year. They won that motherfucker twelve years ago. Um, and 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 obviously to keep it going, um. And on the flip side, while Dallas can be elite on offense, Tampa Bay definitely can be elite on defense. It's a pretty close matchup. If I they just, make a run, it will be because of the defense. I think the 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 X factor here is how good Pollard and Zeke play out the backfield. I think the X factor is if 
we get playoff Lenny versus just Lenny. Because Tampa's running game has been ass, and Tampa has had to rely on Tom Brady throwing the ball 40-plus times. If they can get Rashad White and Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny running the ball, it changes everything. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. Because not to mention, we talked about Ryan Jensen coming back. They're also getting both their tackles back this week as well. It, it, it's funny you say that because that's not who I would pick as my X Factor in Tampa Bay. Okay. It's funny that you say that. Who do you think would I pick as my X Factor in Tampa Bay on offense? On offense? Yep. Are you going to say Mike Evans? No, I'm not. Are you going to say TB12? No, I'm not. Chris Godwin? No, I'm not. Ryan Jensen? No, I'm not. The X Factor, and I've, I've done my research on this. The, Are you going to say I, Cameron Bray? No. Okay. The absolute X Factor. Oh, shit. The absolute X Factor for Tampa Bay this week is going to be Kyle Rudolph. Mm. And the reason why it's going to be Kyle Rudolph, Dallas can't stop tight ends. I don't. And it's because they run a 4-3 defense. They can't stop tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is going to have to have a monster game and for Tampa Bay to win. He might not be Gronk, but people forget how good Kyle Rudolph was. All as he far needed, as a red zone target, yes. Sure. Kyle Rudolph was that guy for a while when it came to scoring touchdowns as a tight end. All he needs is one revival game. And he can have it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm rolling with Dallas. You know who I would love to see go to fuck off in this game? Number six, Julio Jones. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about Julio. I would love. And, and, and not to mention, you have Julio and you have Russell Gage and, and Scotty Miller. So it's like there's so much potential for Tampa Bay to blow the doors off this game. But they won't. But we'll see. And, not, and, you, and, and you know what? Um, Little Scotty Miller. Oh, Lord. Why did you do that? Little Scotty Miller. You know, stop, uh, it, stop, uh, it, stop it. Stop Skip it. Skip Bellis is an asshole. Um, anyway, something, so, something really just resonates with me in this game. I don't trust Tampa Bay's front outside of. Why can't I think of the linebacker's name right now? I got him in fantasy. Davis. Carlton, Carlton Davis? No, not Davis. Um, oh, Davis is good, too. My bad. So, I, I, outside of him and... Uh, 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 White? White. Outside of Devin him White. And, outside of him and Devin White, I just... I don't know. If I, they get Carlton Davis and Murphy bunting back, that helps a lot. I do think in order for Dallas... To, I, I do think, because you brought up Mike Evans... Overall yards, but kind of negate from the fact that C.D. Lamb was like number two in yards per per game or whatever. Not that it mattered too much, but it should matter in the playoffs. Um, on the flip side of that, I think Dalton Schultz can be shut down by Devin White and Davis. I I really do. So it it it's really up to C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, and of course the quarterback. Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott has not been playing well. He either. has not. Not overall. As far as if, if Dak plays like he's been playing, they will lose the game because of Dak. Because one thing you cannot do, I don't give a fuck who you are, you cannot turn the ball over with interceptions and give Tom Brady a short game. Oh, hell no. You um, cannot do that. If Dak throws two interceptions in this motherfucking game, you really think Dallas winning? 
I, can Dallas overcome Dak throwing two interceptions against Tom Brady? And I don't think Dak is going to throw two interceptions, though. Should That's, be damn near averaging two interceptions. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to throw throw two interceptions. I just. I love Tom Brady. Um, I don't really love Tom Brady. I respect Tom Brady. I this, love Tom this, Brady. This, this is like the thing with Kobe, where I hated Kobe, but I respected him to be like, yo, this dude here is, is the fucking truth. So, I don't love Tom Brady, but I respect him enough. But I just, I haven't seen a situation this year where Tom Brady has just lifted Tampa Bay over the top. Okay. And I just, I'm not saying he's done or he's washed, but I'm definitely saying the continuity for, for Tampa Bay this year hasn't been there. And, I mean, the continuity for Dallas hasn't been that much better either. But the one thing, I can I can count on C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott connection. I don't know how much I can t- count on Tom Brady with Mike Evans right now because yes meanwhile they threw Tom Brady threw him however many yards Mike Evans got it's over over a thousand but it just ain't been the same it's, it's not the same kind of back breaking plays from last year or the year before that when they won well, when they won the Super Bowl yeah because those years Mike Evans went for like 1300 yards 1400 yards big difference right but I, I, I just I just I don't see the same back back breaking and 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 in those years, Mike Evans catch the ball and make moves and be gone. Or he'd catch it over the top. This year, it's kind of been more on like Tom Brady's going to pass the ball to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans just got to make it happen. It hasn't been more like a Mike Evans is burning people with his speed or burning people over the top anymore. Well, he's all, he, he is getting older, too, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. So, but the one thing that's going kind of in Tampa's favor is that Dallas's number one quarter is notorious for giving up yards. Yeah, we know this. We talk about him. Quite is that a bit. is is, is that uh, Stefan's brother? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just saying, Trayvon Diggs should not guard Mike. E- not guard. Should not shadow Mike who the, Evans. Who the fuck he gonna shadow then? He shouldn't shadow anybody. They should play within the scheme. Okay, that sounds better. Yeah, they 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 he he should if he, he he's not Mike, Jair Alexander. If he shadows Mike Evans, Mike Evans is gonna eat his lunch. Yeah, I yeah. I said what I said. Uh, uh, shit, sure. I they. Dallas needs to just play within their defensive scheme. Don't move nobody side to side following Mike Evans. The only way you're going to slow down Mike Evans is to give him different looks with different people. I know it sounds more like basketball, but it's the truth. It, no, it, it sounds like football too. Yeah, just just give him different looks with different players playing him. Give him give him over the top. Give him a safety underneath. Uh, Give him, if he goes over, well, he rarely goes over the middle, but if he goes over the middle, Put a linebacker on him. Give Tam, uh, that's about to say Tampa Bay. Give give Tom Brady a QB spy so where he can't throw over the middle. Um, okay. I think that Dallas is notorious for playing a four three. Problem with four three is if you run a screenplay, you're going to get burned and in a four three defense. Tom Brady's best plays are the screenplays. Screen yes, Chris, I know. No, to Chris Godwin this year. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. So if Chris Godwin gets hot, Scotty Miller and Russell Gage get hot on these screens, or even. Even dumping it off to Leonard Fournette or Rashad White, but we'll see. We've we've this we've, this game is. I mean, it's really a coin flip. I'm glad this game is on Monday. I am so and happy. I'm not at work, so I can just watch the motherfucking. Piece. I am so happy. Um, 
you 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 wanna you, you wanna you wanna pull up? You, you wanna watch it here? You pull I up? mean, I can. Shit. I mean, if you ain't got shit going, on. I don't got shit going on. I can. Hell. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. I, I, I get off work on Mondays and go to hell home. That's my day just to go home. I mean. Oh, I'm off Monday. You off Monday? That's shit. what I'm saying. Well, what's up with it? Monday night. Shit, we could cook and everything, man. You see, you talking my language. Hey. Hey. Like my man Drake said, don't you ever get it fucked up. I, 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 w- up. I will. I will say, um, Tom Brady is a man. I normally don't. Uh, I normally don't bet against in sports, but I am going to bet against him this weekend. Fair enough. Maybe I might regret it, but I think this is the only time it has made sense in the past twenty years to bet against Tom Brady, or to bet against the team that Tom Brady plays for. Not really against Tom Brady. Yeah, because well, people did the same thing when the uh, Patriots played the Rams. They bet against the Patriots because they were oh, like, no, no, I said they, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah, I said yeah, they. I, like, Keyword I, I is they. I damn sure wasn't. In the Super Bowl, yeah. in, in the chess match. Keyword, I said they. One of the greatest Super Bowls ever, and people don't like because it wasn't a lot of scoring. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great chess match between offensive ingenuity and defensive prowess. But yep. we have spent entirely too much time talking about that particular thing. Let's get to the shout-outs because we have got to get to the most important part of today's episode. All right. Ah, eh, ah. OG mm, stop. Mm, 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 All right. So I will get us started on these wonderful shout outs. So, what? Yeah, you got to, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get the sip sip on. All right. So my shout out this particular week goes out to. The Buffalo Bills medical staff. Absolutely, man. And the NFL for having a phenomenal contingency plan and it working to perfection and to the the, the main medical personnel that actually helped bring DeMar Hamlin essentially back to life in a situation where had this same type of an incident happen on a freeway, we having a different conversation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's where my shout out is gonna go. Because that was for for you and I to be we were watching the game live but in two different locations, but when it yep. happened, we were back and forth like, Oh shit, what's going on? And then I'm like, bruh, here's the video, this is what happened, this is what I'm thinking, like, you know. But here's what people gotta look at. You understand how fast an ambulance was there. Medical quick. staff was there. Quick, quick. The NFL puts contingencies in place to where they know exactly when a team, when two teams are playing, they know the hospital, they know the medical staff, they know everything that's going to happen because they have the plan in place. This is one of the few times where they've had to actually utilize that plan, and it has worked to perfection. Execution was key. Execution was perfect in every way, shape, form, or fashion. And kudos to um, Cincinnati's coach. He was the main one that kind of pushed things where they were like, hey, we're going to send our team back to the locker room, you know, if y'all want to do the same. And uh, Staley, Brian Staley. Yeah. And that's when everything happened where they were like, hey, we, we probably not going to, you know, play this game no more. So that there there's my shout-outs. That Brian Staley, that was, that was uh, a really good uh, lesson in humanity for people. And and bigger than the game moment. Absolutely. Uh the character of this dude is just it's wild because you're up, you're you're already up, your team is rolling, and hey man, nope, you can't do it. <clears throat> my shout out actually isn't that far off. My shout out was gonna go out to first responders everywhere. I don't care if you're a cop, ambulance, whatever. Um I don't think these people 
are talked about enough. Hundred uh, percent. They can be the difference between life or death, between somebody making it to the hospital or not. And uh, I love you, babe. Shout out to you. Absolutely. First responder. I was about to get there. So <laughs> my baby works for Life Flight. Um, helicopters in the air. Yeah, man. Just it, know it, that that's her. These first first responders are, you know, I, I don't I don't mean to take nothing away from who people call it personal heroes and things like that. Um, but first responders, military uh, people, those those are your real heroes. Um, not saying that you can't have like a football player or basketball player somewhere. You're like that's my hero, this and that. But I mean, the people that save lives every week the people that sacrifice family time sacrifice their lives um all that those are the real heroes and every chance i get i am going to give them a shout out i am going to salute them those are the people that make sure we're good every week keep us alive doctors too even though a lot of doctors aren't first responders but when you get to the operation room and the first responders aren't there anymore it's doctors um those should be the people that are looked at as a, those are the people that are looked at as heroes by anybody playing sports. Because if anything happened, those are the people that got to save lives. Um, I love sports as much as anybody. Growing up, I was a huge Michael, uh, huge Michael Jordan fan. Love music. Growing up, huge Michael Jackson fan. Those were heroes of mine. But anybody that's, uh, that's a first responder, doctor, uh, military, that's those, those are the people that are real heroes out here. Uh, that's that's what my shout-out is going to. I'm with it. Uh. By the way, I'm drinking Austin East Cider. You know it. Uh, dry cider. That's what they say. Um, it's the original. The it OG. is the It's the, the OG. Hopefully, I get some more cider if I go to Cider K this weekend. Oh, you will get plenty. They I got like it. 40 plus. I know it. I love Cider K. Um, by the way, where did you get this? You know I got it at H-E-B. Here. Everything's better. Hey. We're going to get that shout out. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the hour and 25 minute mark of the show. Wow. Remember that timestamp. Because we're going to talk about something that we put together last week. <laughs> and boy, when we talked about it and started posting about it, people was like, hey, I ain't going to lie. This is kind of live. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We babbled and it, this came to yeah, fruition. Yeah, like this should not have happened the way it did. But fuck it. That's the way we come up with shit sometimes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into an off sports topic. Uh-oh. Top five. Make sure I say that. Top five. Little Debbie snacks. Oh, I'm a big dude, man. So I love me some little Debbie. Before DJ Micah B and myself get to our top five, you want to name off some? We are gonna name off the top fives of those who responded in the comments of our Facebook post. That's what I'm talking about. So, I will lead off with my twin sisters. They both commented because we all grew up in a house full of little Debbie snacks. So, my sister Jessica. Oh, man, she did that. She did what we talked about. Because she put her number five as Twinkies. I didn't oh, man. I didn't that, but it's okay. I can name We'll her. let it slide. Yeah, we're going to let it slide. But her other ones was Honey Buns, Nutter, Nutter Butters, Glazed Donut, and Oatmeal Pies at number one. My sister Jennifer, she actually threw, she threw one in there I almost forgot about at number four. But we're going to start at the bottom. Glazed Donut Sticks. Love them. Number four. Gingerbread soft cookies. Love them. I forgot about those. What's up, man? Hey. 
She went with the old school brownie with the nuts at three, Nutter Butters at number two, and Star Crunch at number one. Wow. Okay. Okay. I was like, man. I, I, you, hey, you know what? Hey, you, but look, the gingerbread soft cookies was hit. I, I, I really, on. like I told you earlier, I really forgot Star Crunch was a little Debbie snack. Blew my mind when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! All right, so what you got? I know you had a lot of. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of comments. There traffic. is. There is. So I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna read off a fellow original member of the LXG. Holy God damn it, Todd Sylvester. Uh oh. Tank. Damn, Todd. Well, At, Todd is our one of our resident fatties. So yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the other one. You know. I, lo- I love so. you, Todd. I, love, <laughs> I miss you, bro. Todd, Todd doing well, getting a house in Connecticut and things like Man, that. Todd is doing the damn thing. All right, so number five, Todd has Swiss cake roll. My man. Number four, I think this might be on everybody's for the most part. Nutty Buddy. Yeah, I, that, I think, yeah. Number three, oatmeal creme pie. Oh, yeah. Number two, I absolutely forgot about this one. I haven't seen it in so long. Red Velvet Cake. Woo. And number one, one of the OGs of Lil Debbie, the Zebra Cake. Hey, the Zebra Cake. Boy, boys used to get that sugar rush off of them Zebra Cakes in high school. We used to fuck them up at lunch. Whatever we ate at lunch, we had to get some Zebra Cakes to go back to class and stay away. Zebra Cakes was that shit, boy. Hey. You got another one you going to read off? No. Okay. I'm going to read off uh, my homegirl, Shalanda. She says... She only has one. When she says, my list is nutty, buddy. That's it. Nothing else. That's the wow. list. She said, I like what I like. No problem there. Um, of course, loyal listening to the show. I have to read John I L's. I was about to say, if you don't read John L's off. Uh, he didn't give no specific order, but his five are Cosmic Brownies, Zebra Cakes, Nutty Buddy, Oatmeal Cream Pie, and Swiss Rolls. And he said, I don't fool with honey buns. Okay. My sediments exactly. So I want you to read off. A future guest of ours, Mr. Jones. I got you. Mr. Jones said, honey buns. Okay. And number five, oatmeal pies and number four. Fucking blasphemy, by the way. Number three, peanut butter oatmeal pies. Woo, that's old. Number two, cinnamon strudel cake. Strudel cake. Wow. Which which surprised me because I forgot about those. Yeah, basically the coffee cake. Coffee cake. Number one, strawberry shortcake rolls. All right, um, I'm gonna give you one other one. Okay, uh, this is this is a this is a mutual friend of both of ours, I do believe. Um, this one comes from the choir room, the choir room. Uh oh, James Anthony, my dog. God my, dog, that's my dog. He said in no particular order because he doesn't have a label. Oatmeal cream pie, Swiss roll, honey bun, nutty butter, strawberry shortcake. Woo. Some of the most surprising ones um, was the red velvet cake because I forgot Little Debbie did that. Yeah. Um, another one that threw me off because I forgot these existed. Fancy cakes. Man, old vintage Little Debbie snack. And of course, um, you always got that one person, my homeboy uh, Rogers, Cowboys fan. Go figure. Um, I got a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans. It's a beautiful yeah, thing when they lose. You and me um, his answer. All of them. He's <laughs> all of them. 
All Mind right. you, Roger is updating age over 50. So, so looking at and listening to everybody who responded, let me drop the first honorable mention that no one, no one put on their list. I bet I bet it's the same one I have as honorable mention. Fudge I round. bet it is. That it, how did y'all forget fudge rounds, bro? I don't understand. I knew it. I see. You said all this was gonna be a lot different. I'm telling you. No, I was. I was surprised that nobody put it on their list. Oh my god! Like, don't get me wrong. It's not on my top five, but nobody put it on their list. Like nobody. I. I. I, I love. Listen, fudge rounds would be in my top seven. I'm not gonna bullshit you. But it's Freaking not in my top. But, but fudge my, rounds. But my top five is is kind of. My top five is hard to debate. It's, it's the way I grew up. Yeah. So I can't. So. All right. Let's I go. Mean, let's do this. Let's go. All right. We're going to do this in. You want to do a five, five, four, yep. four? Okay. Ascending, okay. Ascending host orders. Back and forth. Yep. So let's start with your number five. My number five. What the hell? I just had my list up and it went away. Let me get, let me get back to my, to my, to my list real quick. Okay. My, num- don't do that. Whatever. Okay. My number five is a little known one that people absolutely forget about. And it is the chocolate chip cream pie. Mm. That is one that people forget about all the time. The chocolate chip cream pie. So my number five is going to throw you for a loop because no, it it's not the chocolate chip at all. My number five is the pecan spin roll. That doesn't surprise me in the least. I don't like pecans, so. It's soft. It was buttery. It came in a two-pack. It was fire. It Okay. All right. I just, I just don't like pecans. That's, 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 that's okay. Yeah. Number four. You want to go first? Or you want me to I'll go? take number okay, four. Okay. Number ahead. four. The OG twin-pack Swiss cake rolls for your boy. There it is. There it is. Oh, I wasn't leaving them off. You can't. That, that was the fun fact. First little Debbie snack I ever had was a Swiss cake roll. Listen, you throw them joints in the freezer. Okay, Boy, anyway. Not I, even I, the freezer, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll I'm giving off too much. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All number right. Four. So my number four, another little known little Debbie snack that is underappreciated. It is little Debbie's version of the ding dong. Chocolate cupcakes. Y'all can't be serious with leaving chocolate cupcakes off, man. I see what you did there. All right, all right. All right, number three. And my number three. Absolutely. Swiss rolls. Come on. <laughs> my number three, which is controversial for some odd reason, because some people like them, some people don't, but it's motherfucking honey buns, baby. Honey buns, fresh out the microwave on an eight-second count. That boy, mm. that boy gave Next y'all. He, hey, he gave y'all a sauce, bro. <laughs> Next level. Go ahead. What's oh, your number man. two? My number two is a little bit of a wild card, a bit of a surprise to some, but not to all. Cosmic Strawberry brownies. shortcake roll. Ooh! You know, surprisingly, Cosmic Brownies doesn't make my list. Doesn't make mine either. So my number two, you should know what this is going to be. You know, there's one thing in life I love a lot more than others. It's peanut butter. You know exactly where I'm going. The OG of Little Debbie Snack Cakes, the Nutty Buddy. The Nutty Buddy has been around for eight. It is the one of the goats. 
It is on the Mount Rushmore of Lil Debbie. Bruh, if, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore, Nutty Buddy would be on there and the Honey Buns would be on there, even though I don't mess with Honey Buns too much no more. As a kid, I loved them, though. Yeah, yeah, That leaves us with one. Uh, do, do, do I go with number one first? Yeah. You know exactly. Come on, And bro. it sounds like we got the same number one Come on, bro. with these, you, with these oatmeal cream c- pies. C- come right? on, bro. I, this, is, this, this ain't even up for debate. No. This is not up for debate. Oatmeal cream pies, fresh out the motherfucking freezer. Bruh, oatmeal cream pie. Y- y'all want to talk about Oreos and this and that? Nah, my dude. Oatmeal cream. I- I'm sorry if I'm yelling. I'm just passionate about my Listen. about my snacks, bro. Especially oatmeal cream pie. I'm going to tell you a story. I love my oatmeal pies, all right? I love them. In high school, right, when I had a summer job and I used to buy stuff for myself, underneath my bed, was boxes upon boxes of little Debbie snacks. You damn right. But that is not the story. The story is this important part. So when I was in middle school, I went on a field trip to the Galleria. First time I ever went ice skating, all that type of shit like that. Okay, okay. So I'm we taking off our skates and I'm going to get a snack. And you know, like I said, I love mobile pies. So I go to the snack machine, and for seventy five cents, not no more. I saw. The greatest thing in my entire life at the time. The goat. The goat. <laughs> no, no, no. Not even the goat. The goat's daddy. I guess in this case, the Billy Goat. Okay. The double decker. Oh, oh my God. I'd have lost my life. <laughs> Bro, I'm 33 now. And when I think about it now, I'm like, wait a minute. This motherfucker had like 1,100 calories. <laughs> That's cool. But. The double-decker oatmeal pie was one of the greatest things I had ever laid my eyes on. It didn't even come in a clear package. It came in a white package with the red, white, and blue lettering. And like I said, at the time, it was 75 cents. Obviously, now that bitch would be like $2 and probably $2.50. Then when I got a little bit older, I think it was like $1.25. But the double-decker, it looked like a Big Mac as a little Debbie snack. It was the two oatmeal oatmeal patties, cream, one more additional oatmeal patty in the middle, and it was just sugary goodness. It was like for those who like to go to the American Cookie Company and you get that ice that ice cream, sorry, that, that oversized ass cookie sandwich with like a quarter pound it looked like a fucking cookie cream and two fucking cookies smashed together. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the double decker oatmeal pie. Nothing comes close to the goat. So I know there's gonna be a lot of controversy and like I said, I left off zebra cakes and that was hard to do. Of course. It was hard to do. But you know what? Here recently zebra cakes has like a new recipe and it's not the same anymore. Yeah. And the zebra and then I had the, the zebra cake rolls the other day for the first time. Wasn't impressed. No. Like, I left off zebra cakes. I left off the... Co- I love coffee cake. I actually still buy cookie cakes pretty regularly. Um, yeah. Cosmic brownie, which is actually literally right, right behind us right <laughs> now. There's actually honey buns over there, too, right now. Um, the reason that I don't have, like, a whole bunch of Little Debbie snacks because I've cut a lot of that shit out of my diet. Yep. Because I'm older. I, I don't eat a lot of that shit like, now, either. I can't afford to be fat. I'm not, well... No, I just can't afford to be fat. I know I'm you can't. I'm not going to lie to you. You can't, but, well, I mean... Um, I've been saying this since right around the time that my that, daughter was born. That's I one of am, your biggest fears. 
no, no, not even that. I'm a part of the anti dad bod movement. Oh, okay. That is, I am, I am a part of a group of men who are anti dad bod. I am not walking around with a dad bod. My dad bod is gonna be what the fuck I want it to be, fresh out the gym. There you go. That is my bod. Anyway, let us know, Janelle, Joseph, Ivan. Joseph asked, Joseph didn't even uh, comment. I tagged this dumbass in it. Ass. Um, I want to know. I want to know. I'm sure we left off some things. I'm sure people look, some people are going to be like, oh, y'all tripping. Some people are going to be like, I see what you did there. It's my list. And it's but my list. On some Johnny on the spot shit, because we kind of talked about it. Now I feel like we should do it. Give me your Mount Rushmore, little Debbie snack. Oh, since we own this topic, I, I just I just want to hear. It. I want to hear what your Mount Rushmore is, and I want to see how much it differs from mine. Um, by the way, uh, my Mount Rushmore does not reflect my top four or my top five. No, it, it we're, right. we're, no Mount Rushmore is a whole different conversation. Right, right. So, um, uh my my Mount Rushmore is going to be Honey Buns, okay, which wasn't on my top five. Um. Swiss rolls. Okay. Zebra cakes. Okay. And of course, the goat. You already know what the goat is. I don't think I need to repeat the goat. No. Nah. Uh, my- as, as much as I love Nutty Buddies, um, I think too many people don't fool with peanut butter. Yeah. And um, Swiss rolls deserves to be there. 100%. Over, over Nutty Buddy. And. And Nutty Bubby is just a it's a preference. Nutty Buddy's a preference. Yeah. Um my my Mount Rushmore is the goat. Star Crunch. Uh-huh. Swiss cake roll. Okay. And I gotta put it on there. Gotta put the honey bun on there. Okay. So well, honey bun is on mine too. So the reason the reason I brought up Star Crunch is because everybody I knew growing up who wasn't eating oatmeal pies and everything else had a motherfucking Star Crunch. Crunch. Yeah. So Star Crunch clearly was big. I I ate them, but not. It wasn't one that I went to go buy all the time. Uh, but, you know what? But still Star to Crunch this day, was hella popular though. Still, still to this day, I really don't know what the hell Star Crunch is. So, it's puffed rice dipped in chocolate with caramel or caramel caramel, whatever word you want to use. So listen, let me equate it for you. So, so it's a Nestle Crunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to put it on an equal playing field, Star Crunch is the equivalent of those of us who like Girl Scout cookie thin mints. Ew, I like Girl Scout. That's no, that's 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 the equivalent. Hey, maybe, we should, Crunch, do, maybe Star, we should do that one day too. <laughs> I don't think there's enough. I only eat like there's really only like three I eat. There is on that. Yeah, we're not gonna so, do the top five. So not. Nah, we so, probably eat the so, same three too. So hold on. No, no, no. I tell you what we about to do though. This is what we about to do. Shit's about to get real complicated. Okay. For next week. Okay. But we're gonna stick to brand. Because I think if we don't stick to brands, it's going to get way up out of there. Top five Lay's potato chips. Ooh. And it's a lot of motherfucking flavors. It's a lot. Keep in mind for the people that don't know, Ruffles is actually Lay's potato chips. They're just crinkled. So. Oh, you talking about as far as being part of the Frito-Lay company? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm specifically on Lay's. Oh, just Lay's. Because Lay's got all kinds of flavors, colors. Everything. Top five? Yeah. I don't know if I have five flavors that I actually okay. absolutely. What's like. something we would have? You want to go cereals? We talked about cereals. Oh. Woo! We gonna go cereals? Yeah, we could do cereals. I bet. 
It don't even matter where that motherfucker come from. Milk top, and cereal. Milk I and bet. cereal. Top, milk and cereal. Cereal, top milk. five cereals. Plus your Mount Rushmore of cereals. Because we got to do that. I could definitely give you my Mount Rushmore now, but first, I'm not going per, to. First and foremost, cornflakes ain't going in there, so don't ask. Cornflakes ain't going in the Mount Rushmore and they're not <laughs> going in the top five. I just had to throw that in. Although. Although. Although cornflakes is an OG. It is. You you could be OG and yeah. not be one of the best. So is Honey Bunches of Oats. So is Raisin Bran. No, Honey Bunches of Oats might, might, might go into Mount Rushmore. I'm not going to lie to you. That'd be tough. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. So coming to you live next week. Gentlemen's Talk. Cereals. Top five cereals. Regardless of brand. Be looking out for the Facebook posts. I don't give a fuck if one of your top five is a Malto Meal brand cereal. I don't give a fuck where it is. Hey, man. Hey, Malto Meal got that, uh, that King. Hey, that, yeah. that King, uh, is the, it just oh, called the King? Crunch, the, the, the Captain Crunch version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The King something. Oh, hey, my I God. Lie. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. That hoe was hard. Hey, Mal- Malto Meal's Fruity Pebbles was kind of live, too. Hey. You saying? Oh, so, man. yeah. I so, can't wait. Coming to you live next week, like we said, top five cereals. Be looking out for the Facebook post. Yes. Coming from both of us. We gonna tag a bunch of people. Yes, it's on and popping. It's on. I think we need to make. I think we need to make a Facebook group. Yeah. For gentlemen's talk, yeah, then, we should. We then should. we can really start dropping these. Yeah, polls. yeah, yeah. Because shit will get live. Because then the people that we, the people that we invite, will actually be, you know, looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. But yeah. that's something else to be on the lookout for. So, ladies and gentlemen. I am the man who sips wine with your baby mama on Sundays because she likes to buy bottles for me, Mr. GQ. I am the man, your baby mama getting ass with after sipping Hennessy all night. DJ Micah B. Mumble mentality.